Hey, everybody. It's Stokoe, Steve Austin here. Uh, I'm just here by myself. Just want to talk to you. Actually, no. I want to introduce to you, because everybody took this fucking week off, apparently. Except for Jess. Jess did a solo, a solo, uh, solo album, if you will. A solo podcast, really. Sorry, old Stoke Code. Got rap on his mind because he likes to drop them bomb tracks. You know what? We're, no, no, no. We're going we're gonna to give Dave a call right now, actually. I'm going to ask him why the hell he isn't here with Jess this week. Come on, you better pick up your piece of trash. Let's go. Answer. Answer. There you are. Uh, what do you want, Steve? I'll tell you what I want. Where the hell are you? You didn't join Jess on the podcast last night. I'm busting my ass over here trying to get Mr. McMahon to put you guys on the new WWE Network podcast channel or whatever the fuck is about to come out. And you're not here? No. We need at least two people on this damn show. Oh, do you need me to do my line? No. Welcome to Shut Now up. Wrestling. No. Where the hell are you? I, I'm in Zion. Oh, like Zion? Like, like from the song? Yeah. Are you in Iron Lion? Oh, I'm in Zion National Park, Steve. Yeah, like from the song. Anyways, uh, you know, actually, the only reason... Uh, you, you, you know the only reason... Like, what is I called you for? You know what I called to tell you? What? What, Steve? Well, <clears throat> oh yeah, it was so good. Right, come I on, called to up. tell you that. I got a chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A. Oh, fucking sellout! God damn, <laughs> who fucking cares? All right, enough of that. Well, without further ado, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall, and today's topic: the Wednesday Night Wars. Now take it away, Jess, you piece of trash. Good job on the solo episode, okay? You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta get a raise for this. Here we go. Let's start this episode now. Go, go, go. Welcome to a landmark night in the industry of sports entertainment. I have seen it, and I still I cannot believe it. What, what, what's he gonna say? What does, what does he want? He's bought the company. What does Mr. McMahon have to say to us? Needless to say, as you overlook Panama City Beach, Florida, we are stunned, we are floored. We are going to be addressed by Mr. McMahon here tonight on the very last telecast of WCW Monday Nitro on TNT. Welcome everyone to our wrestling podcast. Usually two of the three of us are here or all three of us are here, but today it's just me, Jess. Dave is on vacation. Cuz is on an off week. And I thought to myself, you know, I could just probably take this week off and I tuck my kids in and my wife goes to bed early and I'm just like, wait a minute, I'm up doing nothing. Um, I'm just going to stay up and talk 
And of course, I'm going to run this through Dave and Cuz. And if you hear this episode, that means they like this episode. I just played you the opening to the very last Monday Nitro, March the 26th, 2001. That was a long time ago. I'm recording this on Friday, the 4th of October. Just two days ago, history was made. And AEW debuted on TNT. The first wrestling program since the date I just mentioned, March the 26th, 2001, when Monday Nitro went off the air. And uh, Mr. McMahon, or Vince McMahon in real life, bought WCW at that point. Um, Regardless, though, of who bought the company, WCW was going to be canceled from TNT. A different atmosphere back then. You know, this Monday Night War had raged on since 1995 and ended there. Ended with a thud. Ended with the simulcast at the end of that episode. And, uh, I, you know, I living through it, it's, it's bittersweet seeing AEW on TNT and seeing actually Tony Schiavone on that program, seeing uh, Dustin Rhodes, who during the Monday Night Wars switched back and forth uh, between WWF and WCW at times. Um, Chris Jericho was, you know, cut his teeth character-wise on WCW Nitro and then went over to WWF in 1999. And we all know that, you know, memorable promo with The Rock. It's just, it's, I just kind of wanted to talk. Not as the heel Jess that I portray often, but uh, as the wrestling fan Jess that, that started watching in 1988. You know, it is good for wrestling. Competition's always good for wrestling, right? But I I think fans are so hungry and so thirsty for good wrestling because honestly, since 2001, yeah, you had your TNAs and you had your Ring of Honors, but none of them ever touched what WCW was. When the Monday Night Wars first started, WCW was very established. I don't compare what we're seeing now on Wednesday nights. I'm, I'm really glad that AEW debuted and got a 1.4. I think that's fantastic. I mean, I didn't even see that coming. A non-proven wrestling brand got a 1.4. I mean, that shows you that people are really sick of the Raw and SmackDown offerings. Um, people like NXT, a small fraction of the WWE universe, as I say that with air quotes, love NXT because it represents what the hardcore wrestling fans like about wrestling. And let's let's be honest, mainly the hardcore audience is left. And the hardcore audience over the last five years or so has splintered into casual hardcores, meaning like they're hardcore wrestling fans. They won't stop watching, but they just kind of stayed watching WWE. And then the hardcore, hardcore fans that branched off and they're like, I, we, need, we need something else. So when New Japan started pushing its American influence again over the last couple of years, they're like all on board. When AEW first did uh, All In before they announced that they were going to be their own separate company and they got the TV deal and all that, people, I mean, they sold out, you know, uh, uh, I think it was, was it in shit san francisco i don't remember I, i'm being silly right now but the very first one they sold out and it had really no 
AEW wasn't even really a thing yet. They just sold it out. And that just showed me then, like, man, wrestling fans are really tired of WWE and Vince and their whole thing. Uh, they love NXT, the hardcore wrestling fan, but they're just tired of being under the WWE umbrella. And I think that's fantastic. I really do. Um, so I kind of wanted to really talk about the the way the wrestling fan has morphed. You know, once once that clip happened that I played you and WCW went under, um, a lot of things happened. You know, once competition left, needless to say, WWF at the time, they hadn't turned to WWE yet, lost their competitive edge and just kind of put it in cruise control. And they botched the invasion angle. And, you know, then they kind of picked it and they did the brand split and, you know, all that. And uh, in 2005, they kind of had a resurgence where you had Batista and John Cena and Carlito and uh, uh, um, Chris Masters and all those guys. You thought, OK, this is the next boom period like these guys were catching. And then they just kind of never really they hitched the wagon to Cena and Batista got injured more often than they would have liked. And, you know, it just kind of all went weird from there. And they just, again, it was the John Cena show for the next nine years or so. And I think WWE just did a really good job. And by good job, I mean bad job of just beating it into our heads that they're the only brand left. It's only going to be entertainment from now on. No, not a sports, uh, you know, event or an emulation of a sporting event. It's just going to be entertainment and uh the wrestling fan of me and, and the hardcore hardcore wrestling fans they kept watching even though they didn't like what they saw they kept watching we saw the botched uh cm punk straight edge society angle awesome but they didn't really believe in punk they didn't push it not until he threatened to leave did they really really invest some money into cm punk and even then they watered him down the nexus angle you know, John Cena squashed it in one night because they booked him that way. And you could say John Cena politicked and you might be right, but that's what happened. So many things along the way they had fallen their lap and they just chose not to do it because they were just like, we're the only game in town. And this is what we're going to tell you that you like. This is what wrestling is. People got beat down so much. It's like you're in uh, like a, an abusive relationship. You just get beat down so much where you just accept it. Oh, it's just the way it is. They love me, though. They love me. You know, they keep putting on a program every week and they keep putting on monthly pay-per-views. So they're there for me still. They love me. But I don't really like it. I don't really love them back. But for some reason, I think they're all I have. And TNA tried to flare up for a while and they were semi-successful on Spike for a bit. And, you know, we're doing a 1.1, 1.2 rating, which was nothing to laugh at um, for who they were, a brand that was just building themselves up from the ground. Then the politics start. Dixie Carter tries to push Jared out. Uh, you know, she panics. She relies on Russo. Russo is Russo. She gets the Cornets in there. She... You know, they had a bright spot for a couple of years. I think it was around Slammiversary. Uh, God, I don't remember what number. But um, they, they when Angle first came in and they had Booker T and they were actually starting to get stuff going. It was it was a really good promotion. And they were doing, like I said, a 1.1, 1.2 on Spike. And they were trying and they were kind of connecting a little bit. And you thought, man, TNA is right there. They're going to turn the corner. Here they come. And they didn't. 
and they didn't. I don't know if it was because Dixie relied on Russo too much or whoever else in the back. Then to try to steer the ship right, she gets Hulk and Bischoff in there, and that was a big clusterfuck. And it just they spent all of her money. I'm not I'm not I don't know whose fault it was, honestly. I really don't. I'm not trying to point the blame. I know a lot of people have their own opinions, and that's fine. You could have your opinion. I have mine. I'm just not gonna get into it here. Uh that failed. And then after that it was over. All the money was gone. The parents cut her off. Just it was done. In the meantime, Ring of Honor, same thing. Became really awesome and really noted for being different. In the time that Vince was beating it into our heads in the mid 2000s and late 2000s of entertainment, pal. It's entertainment, pal. Ring of Honor was like, nope, we're emulating a sporting event and we're going to shake hands and we're going to do this whole thing. And they started turning out talent. You know, you had Samoa Joe, you had AJ Styles, you had a CM Punk, you had Brian Danielson, you had all kinds of uh, Christopher Daniels. And they were bouncing back and forth, and you had some cool West Coast promotions like PWG, and uh, and and you know it was starting. Indie was starting to catch fire, and, and and PWG and Ring of Honor were like the big pushing of it. And TNA tried; they just Dixie fell in that trap of just like WCW did in the early '90s, right? We got to make the monies. They settled for just a piece of the pie. We just want to be an alternative. We just want a piece of the pie. You know, when you admit that. What successful business has really been successful, thoroughly successful by, you know what? We're just, we just want to be here. We don't want to piss you off. Number one, number one, whatever you are. We don't want to piss you off. We just want to be here. We just want a piece of the pie. I mean, what business that had that kind of model has been overly successful? doesn't matter what business you run. Look at what Bischoff did. And, and I know people want to shit on Bischoff, and that's fine. I have my opinion on him, too. And he's had his share of failures, trust me. But he at least was the only guy, the only guy, think about that, the only guy that beat Vince at his own game. And even then, he still kind of portrayed WCW with the cruiserweights and the luchas and all that. And even the NWO is like a realistic kind of, you know, it was like an emulation of a sporting, uh, excuse me, of a sporting event. It was like real angles, real based thing, using their first and last names. But then when you got the cruiserweights, you just got pure wrestling. That's what that division was about. And for a while, he got it right. And he overtook the monster Vince. Beat him in the ratings for two years. NWO, the hottest angle in the country. In the country. No, hands down. And yeah, of course, Vince retaliated and started building Austin. And, you know, then came The Rock and the quote unquote attitude era and DX. And that's fine. But Bischoff got it right for a bit. And it's amazing how people forgot that he got that way because he went to the emulation of a sporting event or something real. He walked away from the characters. And so did Vince. But then Vince put the soap opera thing on. We make movies, pal. Soap opera. Even in 98, 99, when he was overtaking the war, he started shoving it down our throats. We make movies. It's like a soap opera. It's this. It's that. It's just that Austin was so hot and The Rock was so hot and DX was so hot and Foley was so hot that we kind of overlooked it. We were willing to overlook it. Choppy, choppy, pee, pee. Mae Young giving birth to a hand. We overlooked it. But then when he became the only game in town, wow, well, shit. We really don't like that. We became wrestling fans because, yes, 
if you want to if you want to label it a male soap opera or whatever fine if you must but it emulated a sporting event but in in that realm storylines were formed and they were corny sometimes but it always ended up with the two people the two principals finishing their beef inside the squared circle then if they had rematches maybe they ended up going to a cage match which meant something because your feud led to that or a chain match or whatever, whatever you want to say. It's just not like that anymore. And wrestling changed after the clip I just played you at the beginning of this show when he bought WCW. TNA tried, Ring of Honor tried. Unfortunately, both companies now are buried. Ring of Honor is barely hanging on. TNA just accepts the fact that it's just going to be an indie promotion for now. And it's just going to go from there. And it's doing very well. Impact actually is really entertaining. It's really They put on really good stuff. But um, then you have AEW coming along during the time when it was really only Vince. I mean, when really it's like the last three years to four years have been so just shitty 50-50 booking, trying to outsmart the fans when there's no reason to outsmart the fans, not admitting that your only audience left basically is your hardcore audience. I mean, all the casuals are gone, right? All the casual wrestling fans, it's not, there's no boom period. We're not even close to a boom period right now. I don't care if they're debuting on Fox tonight or not. And while I'm recording this, they are debuting as we speak on Fox, and that's fine. Wednesday came and went. AEW won the ratings war, quote unquote, the first one. They scored a 1.4 million, and that's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but WWE won, and let me tell you why. They did. They did. But Jess, wait a minute. NXT got 820,000 viewers and AEW got 1.4 million. They won. No, no. WWE took their C show, their developmental promotion, federation, whatever you want to call it. And they used that to put a screwdriver in the spokes on the wheel of AEW. And they succeeded because... If AEW debuted by themselves, they probably would have gotten like 1.6, 1.7 million. But because NXT's there, even though it was only 820,000, it's still that interest that split some people. So the, this isn't a war, guys. It's not. AEW is their A, B, and C brand. It's everything for them. NXT is WWE's C brand, and they're using that to fuck with AEW. And even if AEW continues to do 1.1, 1.2, which would be a success, by the way, and, and NXT continues to do 700, 800,000, maybe even 900, it doesn't matter. Even if USA says enough, we're tired of the 600,000 rating, we're, we're tired of that. Let's just say. So it's my C brand. Vince knew that there was low risk in this, that the worst case scenario is he what puts NXT back on the network. People like NXT, whether it only gets 700,000, 800,000, 900,000 viewers every week, doesn't matter. People still like it. It's the alternative when you're in the WWE umbrella. It is the alternative to the fans that are sick of Raw and SmackDown inside that universe, quote unquote, or umbrella. So it doesn't matter if it beats the AWA. That was never Vince's. Now, if they would have, sure, that would have been the cherry on top, right? 
but it was never the intention. And you fans out there who think that it was the intention, it was not. It was just to fuck with AEW. We're floating our C brand and we're just fucking, it's like an irritating brother or sister, right? I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. That's what it, That's what they're doing. So I'm glad that AEW got a 1.4, but WWE did their job by, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. It's my C brand. I'm not touching you. They at least pulled some kind of interest away. It could have been a 1.6 million debut, which would have been phenomenal for today's rating, considering people are cutting the cord nowadays, streaming everything, DVRing things, not watching it live. And they're not watching it live, by the way, because it's not must-see TV like it was during the Monday Night Wars. And the Monday, the Monday Night Wars were important because it was two A companies with their A brands going at it. WCW had a following already. They didn't split the audience when they first started going up against Raw. They brought a new audience to Monday nights. That's the important thing that most people are forgetting. AEW and NXT are not bringing anybody new. They're just going to split the hardcore audience now, the hardcore, hardcore. And some casuals might. WWE is going to keep advertising NXT on USA, NXT on USA. And some people, I I think NXT will probably float around anywhere between 800,000 and a million every week. And I think AEW is going to come down to earth next week and do like a 1.2, which is still great. Again, I'm not shitting on AEW. I'm not picking any sides, by the way, because I, I'm going to watch it all. It doesn't matter, right? Whether I watch one live or flip back and forth or watch one on DVR later or watch one on the network later, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm going to watch all of it. But the thing that people have to remember here is that WWE purposely put their C show up against AEW. And by the way, they're calling that competition. That's the important thing. They're using AEW as a tool to just challenge, or sorry, excuse me, WWE is using NXT as a tool to just challenge. Even if AEW wins every week, every week, let's say next week, uh, NXT is 900,000 and AEW comes down to earth and it's 1.2. AEW still wins, but WWE actually really wins when you think about it. Because they're using their C show and they're coming close to AEW's best shot. Think about that for a minute. That is that's important, guys. It is. Doesn't mean you cannot enjoy Wednesdays, and I'm not trying to rain on the parade. I'm glad that's happening, right? It's not the main brand. And I'm glad because I'm bored of Raw and SmackDown, right? Until they till they prove to me that they cannot 50-50 book and not do stupid shit. I love the fact that NXT is like their Hardcore brand, you know, it appeals to hardcore fans. AEW is that new alternative. But man, it's not a war, guys. It's really not. It's nothing like the clip I just played you. That was some serious shit. For five years, it was on. And it was awesome. It was must-see. Granted, back then, there wasn't like the internet was not even close to as broad as it is now. Uh, Wi-Fi wasn't even a thing. We have computers in our pockets now in the in the form of our cell phones, right? It was not even like that back then, dude. Like, you were lucky if you had beep, boop, 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 bing, 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 that kind of fucking modem in your house with internet. And it was slow, and the page took fucking 60 seconds to load, all that stuff. Oh, I remember that. I'm old. I'm old as fuck. The Monday Night Wars were in my early and mid-20s, you know? That's what it spanned. And uh, I love it. And and I'm not saying I don't love competition now. And I think no matter what, even if WWE is putting their C brand up against AEW, it's going to be good competition. But that's all it's going to be, guys. It's going to be AEW versus the C brand. And WWE would have, 
it really would have it no other way. AEW has no business going up against Raw or SmackDown. As shitty as we think it's booked and as boring as it is sometimes and predictable and I'm tired of PG, you know, all that, it, it doesn't matter. Like, AEW has to familiarize us with their characters and their way of doing business and their way of booking. And I don't know any of that yet. You know, they've, they've had successful pay-per-views. They've sold out the uh, MGM. They've sold out in Chicago. They sold out in San Francisco. That's fine. That's all good. That's all great. It really is. It's all great. And, and it's very impressive. But do it on a weekly basis now. Now we're going to see. Tie storylines together. Now we're going to see. Now we're going to see. And it does sound like I'm being negative and I'm being skeptical. I No, I'm just being a fan, right? Somebody who started watching in 1988 and has already seen a true war. I don't know. This isn't going to be what everyone thinks it's going to be. It really isn't. And I don't know if it needs to be. I'm not suggesting that it does. I don't know if AEW wants that. They seem like they're just steady as she goes. And I think that's a great approach. I enjoyed the first AEW a lot. The first dynamite. A lot. And it was emotional seeing Tony Schiavone there, like I said, and Jericho and Dustin and all the anybody else that's there that was part of WCW at the time. And seeing TNT take a wrestling show on again is, is a breath of fresh air. It's only gonna be good, but it's not gonna it's not this powerful punch that everyone thinks it is. I just wish people would calm down for a minute. You know, the only way wrestling is gonna repair itself and start spawning multiple choices besides the WWE universe is if we give it time. If we're hinging on numbers every week and hinging on, oh, this week was boring. You know, sometimes weeks are boring. You really go back and watch some of these Monday Night War episodes. Some of them were just boring. They really were. After a while, the NWO started doing the same exact shit. Even before the NWO, when it was just, both promotions were trying to figure out what they wanted to do. You know, some weeks were really boring. Some weeks were great. Some weeks one was boring and the other one was exciting. Some weeks the, they both were exciting. It just depended on what week. But we all had patience, right? Because we weren't like the give me it now generation or I want it now. And that's what we've developed into. We have way too much. It's funny. We have so much technology at our fingertips, but yet we're so lazy. We don't want to use it the way it's supposed to be used to watch content. We'd rather just try to like look at other people's opinion or shit on something before it even gets off the ground. And I'm not saying people are shitting on AEW. I'm just saying that we need to be patient. There's going to be some weeks where AEW is not, not boring as in like, like it's bad. Shut my TV off bad, but boring is in like, they're just going to kind of progress some storylines, right? You have to. Every week, a, a Jack Swagger is not going to debut. Every week, Moxie's not going to come out of the crowd and surprise you because he's been gone for a while with an injury. It's not going to happen every week. You you shouldn't want it to happen every week. Every week, Finn Balor is not going to return. Ciampa is not going to return every week. It's just not. And and if you're going to be disappointed when it, the week that it doesn't happen, are you going to say, oh, this sucks? Probably, because that's the way a lot of you are now. I want it now. Every week needs to be a kick out of 25 finishers. That has to be, right? No. No. You're wrong if that's the way you think. Let them tell stories. That's what pro wrestling is. Let them tell stories. 
let them make you forget what you're watching, that you're watching something that's not real. Let them make you think you're watching a sporting event. AEW wants to do that for you. They might have some comic acts in there. WWE is always going to be entertainment, guys. That Vince walks around with his chest out, pounding his chest loud and proud. Let AEW form. Let them bore you in the sense of try to tell you some stories. Try to emulate a sporting event. Some weeks are going to be great. Some weeks not going to be so great. But let them take you on that ride. That's the only way that you're actually, you'll enjoy them. And then a part of you might even be, well, fuck, I kind of miss WWE. And you're going to go and watch that. And that's fine. That's fine. That's that's when, when WCW started you know, getting desperate in 99 and 2000 and copy WWE again and try to be entertainment. That's when it went off the rails. Maybe it would have went off the rails no matter what. But when they got desperate, when all they did was hinge on a goddamn number every week, that's when they lost their shit. No matter if Bischoff was in charge, Kevin Sullivan, Russo, didn't matter. Russo and Bischoff, they just started chasing this unicorn and unicorns aren't real unless you're the New Day. So that's what I wanted to say. If you hear this, that means Dave and Cuz thought it was entertaining or thought it was worth releasing. If not, you'll never hear this. But I just wanted to give my two cents as a fan who loves doing this podcast, no matter how many or how little people listen to us, um, no matter how many or how little people give us feedback. Um, I love pro wrestling. I have been watching it since 1988. I'm 42 years old and I'm not ashamed to be like, well, you know what? I do like me some football. I do like me some baseball. I'm not very happy with the Dodgers right now because they're playing game two and they're not winning. But I love pro wrestling. I've loved pro wrestling since I was 10 years old. And I've seen the patterns over the years. So I kind of know what I'm talking about. I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on pay-per-views, live events, merchandise over the years. So I've bought my opinion. I just think everyone needs to be patient. Just be patient and let them take you on a ride. Both companies. And you're going to be better off for it. For Jess, this has been our wrestling podcast. Catch us on Instagram. OWP 2019. You can catch us on YouTube. Our wrestling channel. Catch us on SoundCloud. Our wrestling podcast. Or you could also download an app called the at wrestle post app it's awesome they it's just an app that gathers all wrestling podcasts whether it's unheard of podcasts like ours or popular podcasts they put them all on there so you can go you click on the icon of the podcast you like and then it brings up all the links so if they're on soundcloud or or uh, uh, itunes or um, spotify you can just click on what do you want to listen to and it'll take you to that link Um, So it's pretty cool. So thanks a lot, guys, for listening. And if you don't like what I have to say, uh, go fuck uh, yourself. See you later.